Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 414 Deli. It's your boy, Cisco, as always, with your boy, Ryan. What it do on a sad-ass Wednesday when the Bucks get killed when they were up 11, and I'm mad, and I'm mad. Bucks got Bro, I'm not, we're not, we're not talking about it. That's not, uh, but I'm mad. I just needed to say I was mad. mad. So mad. I was, I was mad, and then I talked to this dude at work, and then I got mad again. I was like, uh, I just want to put this out there. We don't got to talk about it. But I was like on the verge of becoming one of those dudes on TikTok or on an Instagram reel that like smashes his TV because he's pissed. Like that was almost me. I was I was pretty pretty close. I'm not happy. No, like that's it. I'm just not. I've been sad. I've been just like annoyed slash irritated slash frustrated all day. Yeah. But anyways, this is. uh, I'll ask you one question about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to get into it. Just a yes or no. Does Bud need to get fired? Yes. Okay. We'll talk about it after the playoffs, which could be as soon as next week. So to lay out kind of what we're planning here moving forward, this is probably Cisco. I gotta admit, this is probably my favorite podcast of the year when we do our pre mock draft. Draft mania. Mock drafting. Because like the, the draft to me is just what amazing. What you going to do, brother, when the draft runs wild on you? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we're going to do the mock draft today. If For you all that are listening, him and I are actually FaceTiming, muted, and I'm we're doing this draft together. Unlike last year, we did it separately, and we talked individual drafts. And to give you a shout out, you picked Devontae Wyatt in the first round. Yeah, which I did. boom, boom, we picked Devontae yeah. Wyatt in the first round. So, uh, big shout out to Cisco for for landing uh, that one. I think you had him at twenty two, but that's not the point. You drafted him in the first round, and the Packers drafted him in the first round. So this year we're changing it up a little bit. We have Cisco, which I can't see right now, so I don't know what you did to the video. There it is. Um, He's got the video up. I have, and I'm watching, and we're going to pick together this year as opposed to picking separately and talking about why we like that individual player. So there's going to be a little debate going on. For the first round, we're going to actually talk about every draft pick, not at length, but, hey, for the first pick of the draft, the Carolina Panthers selected blank on this mock draft. For everyone that's listening, in case you're curious, we're using PFF's mock draft simulator. Um was was one of my favorites until they locked everything and made you pay for it. But shout out to Ryan for paying for it so that we could do this. I got a 50% off of being a military, so I was happy with it. Um, but I wanted to do this because I, I love this. This episode to me is really fun. And then it makes personally the draft more exciting to watch because, like, we know more about the people that we want the Packers to draft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, instead of them just being names. And I'll be honest, like last year watching, I was like, damn, man, this is super cool, bro. Because I called that. I was like, that's the guy I wanted. Like, and we actually got him. So I thought that was kind of cool. You know, it gets like you become a little bit more uh, personally invested, even though it's a fucking mock draft, right? Who are we? We're just two, two uh, regular dudes, fans, hoping. Just two, just two dudes mocking on a Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so, and then, 
Oh, shit. I keep saying yeah, today's Wednesday. We were supposed to do Wednesday because we were we trying were. to give – I mean, which is good a good transition, right? We were trying to give the Packers and the Jets some time to uh, maybe work that trade out, and fucking boom, it happened yesterday. So, I mean, we don't have to – we don't have to guess, right, at, oh, what are we going to get for Aaron Rodgers? We already know what we're getting. Yeah, and it just makes the mock draft a little easier. But to segue a little bit to keep the listeners informed, we are going to do an Aaron Rodgers appreciation podcast. It's not today. We want to – we we believe, we both believe that he has earned that respect of us talking about what he has meant to Green Bay and, and not – it's not dedicated to like bash him. We are going to, it's going to be a Aaron Rodgers no, appreciation you can't, podcast. You can't, you can't bash the guy. I mean, 18 years. And I know like, you know, a few behind far, but uh, regardless of what you think drama, you know, drama queen and all that stuff. I mean, I'll be honest, you know, I was irritated. I was done with, and that's not really about him. It was more about the media, but uh, you got it, man. You got it. He gave us some really good memories. And again, people can say, you know, oh, he only has one Super Bowl. I saw that Will Bond. Will Bond's a big fucking uh, Packer Rogers hater. Uh, well, he's a Chicago I, fan. So I know, it. I know, I know. I just, it was just, a, you know, be a, as a journalist, you, you know, not that I'm a journalist, him, but, you know, you would think that you would have a little bit more appreciation for a sport or, or individual player that is good at the sport, but, um, you know, regardless of, he, he gave us a Super Bowl, He gave us some good memories, a lot more than some of these other franchises can give us. So definitely yeah. look forward to that. He d- definitely deserves for us to just kind of give him not that he deserves it from us, but like the, the topic deserves it. Give own the man is, give the man his flowers and the topic yeah. deserves its own I, pod. And we had talked about this just a few minutes ago, uh, the Instagram post and it was, you know, it, it, when you're a fan, when you're the type of fan that we are, I think those kind of things mean something. Cause you, you almost feel like it's like I'm included in that. You know what I mean? And as silly as that sounds, when you're the kind of fan, again, the kind of fan that we are, you become, you do become emotionally invested in the team and in the sport and, and in individual kind of, players. Yeah. You know, and, and, you don't, right? And you look at franchises, and this is every franchise. This is not just ours, but oftentimes you fall in love with players and you only get, you know, three, four, five years with that guy. Not uh, 18. We got 18, man. You know, yeah, and, to the, we have a, we have an adult now. Yeah. We yeah, raised that's him. That's how long he was here. You know, I mean, that's. So we're going to dedicate a pod to him. That'll be in the future, probably not the near future, because. We are going to probably talk about the actual draft after. So next week, yep. probably expect how the draft went. Unless the Bucks and then at, tomorrow, then we'll probably then talk at about some point. We are going to talk about the Bucks, whether they do end up not getting out of the first round and, and what it meant, yeah, and kind of building building off of the uh, the initial pre playoff uh, podcast we did. So that's kind of what we got on the upcoming schedule over the course of the next about a month. So not to belabor it anymore. uh, We're going to get into this pod. We're going to get into this mock draft. Cisco's got it up. Whenever you're ready, you can hit start. I got got a, I have to shout out. I have a a GM beverage in front of me, (laughs) a little, little something on the rocks. Cause I feel like if I was a GM, I would probably have me a drink. 
right. Well, <laughs> Cisco's got a drink, and I got a LaCroix. LaCroix. So I got my seltzer water. We turn it up. Drink that I have. And uh, all right. So yeah, let's what let's um. So again, using the PFF mock draft, there's certain settings. I don't want to get into it, but we have them set a certain way. You can adjust them if you are curious and you want to go. Although your curiosity, you have one probably one day to be curious because the draft starts on Thursday. But um, so yeah, we're we're gonna get started. And like uh, Ryan said, for the first round, we're gonna just talk about who is simulated, like each team, uh, who goes where up until our pick, and then. Um, in after our pick and then the second round um, we'll just go through who we want to draft and uh, we're doing a total of four rounds for you guys don't want to beat it up with guys that none of us even know so I feel like Ryan said the fourth round was a good stopping point and I agree so without further ado here we go Panthers are on the clock let's see Bryce Young they went with so, not surprising, right? C.J. Um, Stroud. Uh, he went goes, second? Yeah, this goes faster than I thought. And it's on you the can slow pause step. it, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I just paused it. Uh, okay, so let's, let's talk about the first three picks. Okay, so. The first three picks went. Um, so, the first pick, let's talk, we'll just talk individually. First pick, not surprising. Don't think we need to belabor it or talk about it at length because – I'd like your opinion, but my opinion is Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this draft. I think I think when you're in the Panthers' position, you look at your team and how you haven't really had any success since Cam and what, like, I don't even know when that was, like 20, I don't know, 14? Does that sound right? 2016? I think 27, 2016 or 2017, I think, because the Seahawks won it in 14. The Broncos won it in 15, and I think the Panthers went in 16 and lost to probably the Patriots if, if I had to roll the dice just because yeah, they won it so many times. Right. But, yeah, they haven't but, had any. They've, they've tried, right? Yeah. They've, they've drafted guys. Sam, they brought Sam Darnold. They brought uh, Baker Mayfield. So you got to take the guy who, in my yeah. opinion, and is the it, best Is the quarterback. top quarterback. And I – and, you know, you, you can look at it. You could look at any of these guys, uh, C.J. Stroud, uh, Will Levis. Like, I just think that you have to go You have to go with Bryce. I mean. Yeah, I agree. So, two. Unless you're not going to pick a quarterback. Which we can talk about a little bit because I, I think, if I'm be honest, Jalen Carter is the best player in this draft, in my opinion. But he's got some legal stuff going on, which yeah. is forcing him to drop. But I feel like when you have the number one pick, unless the dude motored someone, I, I personally am like, go with the best player if he's someone that will help your team. And I do believe the Panthers have a good defense, but they could use a defensive interior lineman. And Jalen Carter, in my opinion, is the best player in the draft. Yeah. Um, it's crazy so he hasn't went in the first three picks. But. Yeah. Well, it's that legal stuff, man. People are scared. People are real afraid. He's got character issues and like is that going to continue and, and is he going to be is he going to play for two years and find himself in hot water you know yeah I mean so yeah. I, and more to be seen I, I saw uh interviews with him and he seemed like he was in a good mental space so you know 
Hopefully so who is who is two? Stroud. All right. So CJ Stroud out of Ohio State. Which quarterback. I, just, I don't. I don't. I, I honestly think the Texans are going to go defense. So I don't think CJ Stroud, in my opinion, is the second best quarterback in this draft. So like, I don't like the pick. Because of that, I don't mind picking a quarterback second, especially when you're the Houston Texans and you're, again, one of those teams that since Deshaun Watson, I know it's only been a year, but pre-Deshaun Watson, like you you were always with somebody that is a career yeah. backup. So I don't hate the pick, but I'm not a C.J. Stroud fan. I personally think Anthony Richardson has a higher ceiling. C.J. Stroud might be the better quarterback today. But yeah. – well, um, too, if you if you look at it for for the Texans, they have multiple first round picks, so you don't necessarily need to jump at a quarterback at two. You could take the top defender. Uh, I wouldn't actually wouldn't be surprised to see him trade back too if uh, you know like somebody like the Colts wants to move up to guarantee um, they get the quarterback that they want, but. I think you could wait, take the top defender. Anthony Richardson might fall. You could trade up, back up. Having those multiple first-round picks gives you that ability. Yeah, um, let me look um, just because it went forward. So to give people an understanding, the Texans have number 12, which a quarterback, one of those four, very potentially could fall to 12. So you take a Will Anderson or a Jalen Carter or – one of the <clears throat> premier defenders or one of those bookend tackles in 12, you can take one of those quarterbacks or trade back in to the top yeah. 10. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think Stroud is, I don't think Stroud's going to go too personally. I think the mock draft is kind of taking what they believe is the best court next, the next best quarterback. And I want to throw this out there. Cause I think he's going to go top 10. I don't think Levis is a top, is a first round prospect today. Um, his inaccuracy is alarming. It, you can't teach accuracy. You can build strength, right? In my opinion, like for a quarterback. So if, if, if you have a quarterback that's insanely accurate, but maybe can't throw the ball 60 yards downfield, you can build that strength as they get older and mature, but you can't, it's hard to teach accuracy. Yeah. Very hard. Like accuracy is somewhat, in my opinion, natural ability, like a Tua. You know what I mean? Like Tua is unbelievably accurate, but he just doesn't have the arm strength, the Drew Brees. You look at the, the, the big arms that have come in the league, the big arms are the ones that are busts, the Ryan Leafs, the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And Will Levis to me is that. And, and I know yeah. he's probably going to go in the top 10. I have a feeling the. I think the Colts will take him. Uh, at four? Yeah. Uh, I could see that. I, I, I was going to say the, the Raiders taking them. I was but... going to say the Raiders at seven. But, okay, who? so so who do you got at three? Um, the Cardinals taking Will Anderson Jr. The so he, to Alabama. me, is the second best player in this draft. Um, it's a smart move, depending on what they're going to do with Kyler. Uh, that's where I'm like, hey, if you – if you're, if you're done with Kyler, trade back and take a quarterback in the top 10. But trade back, get a second rounder or something. But I like the pick, honestly. Will Anderson Jr. is yeah, they, a fucking they stud. A, they need the edge because, uh, I mean, they lost. Uh, J.J. Watt retired, right? Um, yep. 
and then uh, they had lost Chandler Jones. Um, so they really don't have anybody. And I think the one they might have drafted a guy last year, or the year before, and he hasn't really panned out. I could be wrong, but um, I like the pick for them. I, I like the pick. pick. I just don't know. I think the Cardinals need a lot. So picking at three and maybe not stacking picks. If I'm a Cardinals fan, maybe I would like to drop out of the top 10 and stack a multiple second round, something, you know? Yeah. But if you're going to pick at three, you aren't going to go wrong with the, I think, I think him and Jalen Carter are the most NFL ready prospects in this draft. You know what I mean? Like they're going to show up on the field day one and they're ready to go. They have the size, the speed, the talent, they played in the SEC. I like the pick. So, all right, you want to see yeah, who's, who's I'm gonna, going for? I'm going to resume, and I'll I'll just do like three picks at a time. How does that sound? That's good. All right, so I'm going to resume, and we got. Uh, oh wow! One, two, and then here's the third coming. All right, so. This is kind of interesting. Um, you had the Colts take Anthony Richardson. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't dislike it at all. No, I, no. If, I think... if so, we got to remember, like as we're going through this, uh, as we get further away from the number one pick, who's been picked with Stroud and Young off the board? I just spoke about how I don't like Will Levis. They think Anthony Richardson's the smart pick for the Colts at four. I think that's a good pick. I think the high ceiling, the athleticism, uh, you pair that with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. Um, you know, you have Pittman. You have uh, what's the dude from Cincinnati, the University of Cincinnati, Pierce. Uh, you know what I mean? You got some. You got some good. Some good uh, receivers. They got a whole bunch of tight ends. I don't know how many are. You know what I mean? Super good, but that Jelani Woods guy has potential. So I think that would be a good pick for them. Um, I also would say I'm going to go out on a limb and say when you're taking a chance at four, you're taking – when you're rolling the dice, you're rolling the dice for a home run. And in my opinion, he is the home run hitter in this draft, right? Like he's somewhat the unknown, but he has that it factor. He has moxie. He has – you know what I mean? Like he has, he's, he's someone that I think as the, the years go on, he's going to bring the locker room together. Like he, well, he, and let's he, like, let's, let's be honest. I mean, the, the draft is a gamble, right? Anybody could be boom or bust, but the one position you can't afford to miss is that quarterback. Yeah. The, the, those picks are always going to be the biggest gambles. There are people are always going to say, well, I don't know about that guy. Because it's a quarterback, because that's what your team revolves around. So yep. I think at that point, with how the franchise has been, going through coaching staffs, uh, taking chances, you know, Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, I think you have to go for that home run. Like you were saying, Anthony Richardson's the guy. The, the, the next pick, uh, Seattle. I'm not surprised. Has, I'm going to guess. I'm going to say Jalen Carter. Nope. Christian Gonzalez. Uh, cornerback from Oregon. Okay. I mean, regarded he's the second. The, he's regarded as the top cornerback uh, in the draft, I believe. 
He is not. Devin Witherspoon is out of out of oh. Illinois. Um, well, he went next to the Lions. So, so I think they're a little bit different talent wise. So, Christian Gonzalez is going to be, um, this he's he's an outside press man zone. He's got like he's he's the most versatile, is what it's saying. Um, whereas, let me get to real quick. Uh, well, and that would fit though. That would fit that team, right? Because exactly. Seattle, Seattle, when they had the Legion of, of Boom, right? They had those versatile cornerbacks, guys that were, you know, corner slash safety slash hybrid linebacker type of guy. Exactly. And and reading on Devin Witherspoon, he is the Revis type guy. Like you put him in a side by himself and he's he's not he doesn't play zone. He doesn't you know what I mean? Like he's a one trick yeah. pony, but he's really good at it. Which yeah. It depends on your defense schematically. Like, if you're the Jets, you're taking the Sauce Gardner, right? Like, yeah, that is a no-brainer. You're not taking the guy who's going to be versatile. You're taking the guy who does one thing and he does it amazing. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that I actually like that PFF didn't just choose the best cornerback on the board according to ratings, and they chose the guy who fits the scheme for that team. Yeah. So I actually like that pick from PFF for them. I, I mean, I like the next pick. I like the Lions getting Witherspoon because that's a, to me, that's a huge need for them. And that's a position that they've swung and missed at uh, quite often in the last few years. Very recently with the guy they just traded. Um, yeah, the, he, he was an Ohio State guy, right? Or am I thinking of somebody else? I can't remember his name. It, yeah, Jack I know Akuda. Who Akuda, yeah, yeah, Ohio State. I think he was an Ohio State guy, yeah. He was. Yep. No, I like that pick too. I don't like any good pick that our rivals make, so I'm good with not really talking about it. But I will say Devin Witherspoon, according to PFF, has the highest he's the highest graded cornerback in the last nine years. That's kind of crazy. So he has upside, but again, if you I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is my take on cornerbacks. If you draft a cornerback that doesn't fit your scheme, he's worthless. Well, yeah, because uh, you waste this talent. I mean, it's it's like you can't. It's like when we put Jair in zone. Yeah, or you know, I mean, you draft guys and you think that they can do things. You have, you know, you see their skill set and you're like, okay, they're they're an A type player. I think I could get them to play the B type player. And corner is just not one of those positions. I don't think that that's a position that you really can fuck around with, like. You can get a tackle that can be a guard, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, or, or vice versa, right? You can you can get a, I don't know, a, a fullback that can play tight end or a tight end that can play fullback or H-back uh, or whatever. But I think corner is you're good at one thing, and if that fits your system, great pick, great shot, great swing. But if it doesn't, it's just dumb. It's I, I don't understand those. Yeah, you're trying to picks. pick a – you're trying to pick a donkey when you got when you need a horse in my you know it's like yeah the, the dude i don't know it's it's yeah. a, probably a terrible analogy but like i just don't like you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole yeah it's just not and it's not i think then you ruin the player too right because then they're working hard at trying to be something that they're not and then sometimes those guys fall out of the league these, these yeah next three picks are interesting 
All right, what do we got? Who's uh, who's up? It's the, the Raiders. The Raiders taking Jalen Carter. And let me tell you, the thought of that is Jaylen pretty fucking Carter. sick. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, duh, I know. I don't I think we need to talk about him much, but he's going to fit anywhere. Let's just play him simple. That defense, because their defense isn't that bad in, in Vegas. No, their defense is good, Especially but uh, my, po- my point with a talent like Jalen Carter is. If he can stay on the field from personal issues, uh, away from personal issues, he's going to have an impact no matter where he goes. Because that is a position you don't – it doesn't matter who the fuck you are. You have one job. You know what I mean? Like you get after the quarterback and you stop the run. So I guess technically you have two jobs, but they're the same thing, right? Like, So I I like to pick a lot. I think that their offense is going to be really anemic. But I don't I, – I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, you, I think at that point, regardless of what team was picking at number seven, if this is the way the draft goes, you can't pass on this guy. Like, if, if he's there at 13 for some crazy-ass reason, I would be mad if we don't pick him, and I don't even think we really – like you need, like no matter who you are, you need a guy like that. Like that's the type of player he. Could so be. the only thing I'll say is we're not there doing the homework. So I would say like there could be some legitimate character issues. Why he could drop out of the first, um, and then the legal side, like we don't know what is potentially going to happen, and you don't draft yeah. somebody with a True. with a high draft pick if you know this man's going to be facing charges and possible suspensions before he even gets in the league. Yeah. So yeah. there that's are. True. I mean, true. there's. But the, again, that's hindsight, right? Like, if we yeah. don't say he, like, going back to your hypothetical, he's there at 13. We don't take him. We're upset. And then we find out two weeks later, this is the reason. Then we kind of come back, we kind of dial back and go, okay, now that makes sense, you know? Yeah. But, but going initially, what's out there right now, there would be no reason to not take him, you know, from our perspective. I don't think so. I think, I, I, I think you're 100% correct. So who do we got at Dude, the Atlanta? Next interesting. Will Levis. They have him taking Will Levis. So supposedly they need a quarterback, which I don't know if I fully agree with because I thought they were better in, bought into Desmond Witter. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, you know what I mean? He did, I don't think he got his affair. He's a rookie. He was a rookie. You know, right? Uh, he was, yes. So, I mean, not that they were winning a bunch of games, but – I don't know. I think that would be weird to take Ritter last year and then take Will. You take Ritter last year, it's a wasted pick. I think at this point. And I don't think Will Levis is like this. uh, No. At this this point, if if the quarterback you really want isn't there, because I feel like Richardson would be good with them, but uh, if the quarterback you you really love is not there, I wouldn't take another quarterback. I would either trade trade out of that spot and try to get some more picks maybe hope next year i can get you know the guy that i'm looking for or you know i would i would look to try to bolster my team and take you know one of those edge guys are still you know what i mean i mean we haven't seen so there's little doubt in my mind moving i'm sorry i'm jumping ahead moving to the next pick of who it is but i've been surprised so far and a bears always surprised me but i believe pff's gonna pick peter skaronski that's for who they the bears pick. And, and to me, that's a no-brainer. They've they've missed offensive linemen for how many years? And supposedly, 
between him and the 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 cat out of I want to say Ohio State, yeah, Paris, Paris Johnson. Paris Johnson, Johnson. Uh, Johnson, 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 no T. They are the two best offensive tackles, but from my understanding, Skolonski's a, a leaps and bounds ahead. So, to me, well, that's I, the no-brainer the, pick. The, the thing that they're saying about Skaronski is that he could also be a guard. Well, like I could, think in today's NFL, those are the guys you draft. I, that's I, that's what I love about Green Bay, right? Yeah. Like, so. I mean, number that's ten. A, that's a I'm, good. That's a good pick for the Bears. It's a good pick. It's a really good pick, it and I'm, I would be pick. annoyed if that's what they do, because I don't want them to do that. I would want them to pick uh, fucking Gubu McJohnson out of Nutsack State. Um, Dude, you're gonna be. I think you're gonna be pissed with how this goes. I think this next one's Jackson Smith and Jigba. It is to the Eagles. Yeah, which I don't. So I know PFF says they need a wide receiver. I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, unless no, because Devontae Smith, he, I mean, he's good. They have Devontae Smith and they have the AJ Brown. AJ Brown. So I don't understand it. I mean, I'm st- we're still gonna keep it because we're gonna stay true to our word. I'm not happy well, about it because that's the guy I, I wanted. Go back on it now, so no, but we can restart it because we hose. But um. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't want to belabor this pick. I'm petty as shit about this pick because I don't – mainly because if this does happen in real life, my, my first reaction is why. Like I don't understand why you need that guy. Now, if there I, – I can, I can understand like, hey, you're taking what you believe is the best player available and he's not going to hurt your team. But there's other things you need if I'm an Eagles fan than a wide receiver and there's people there that fill that hole. Um, yeah. So – I don't well, like the. I, don't even, I like. I don't even see receiver as that high of a need for them. I mean, that's why. That's what I'm saying. So I don't dislike the pick. I don't like the pick for the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, the next pick, the Titans. Do you want to take a guess, or should we get this going? We should probably speed this up a little bit. Nolan Smith. So uh, my number two of my top three. Uh, yeah, not happy about it, but. To me, yeah. if he's there at 13, you take him. Um, now, physically, the kid's unbelievable. He is a little undersized. So slowly, and we can talk about it when we get to 13 more, but if, if you want. But slowly, he was dropping out of my top three because of his size um, as an edge rusher. And my number one edge rusher is still on the board. So... Oh, okay. Um, and uh, he'll still be on the board because number 12, uh, Houston, they took Broderick Jones, uh tackle out of Georgia. It's not a bad pick. The guy's a fucking physical specimen. He yeah. is, let me look, 6'5", 311. Um, he's also a sophomore. So, like, he's young. He's got growing to do. But let's yep. be honest, the Texans aren't going to win a Super Bowl this year. This is – Yeah, this if, is – this is a this, this is, is a, another another home run swing, but it's also it's a smart one because this guy could be your left tackle for the next ten years. <clears throat> so you you, and we said hey they should have took a tackle at two or whatever right or a defensive player. So yeah. I like this pick. I think the 
the more ready tackle is Paris Johnson, but this guy has the upside, has just as much upside well, as Paris and Johnson. And you think you think they took Stroud, so this is a this makes it even more of a no brainer, even though <laughs> it's it's they're not labeled as needing an offensive lineman, which is kind of funny. So here's my question. They took Stroud with Paris Johnson Jr. on the board. Why wouldn't you take the tackle out of Ohio State to continue to block for his guy? I mean, because it's about who you think is going to be the best player and the longevity of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think all the things that you just said about the guy would make me pick him as well. Because, I, like you said, the Texans aren't ready to win. They're not going to – you know what I mean? They're not going to win now. They're looking at winning – in the next few years, you know? So I think if this Paris Johnson guy is ready now, maybe in a few years, he might be already on his decline. Whereas Broderick Jones could be still on the up and coming. So here's the thing with Paris Johnson. Here's the thing with Paris Johnson. He's played one year at left tackle and they, they, you know, the, the knock on him is he's going to take some time to get left tackle experience to become a left tackle. Um, And, if you moved him back to right tackle, you're now spending a top 15 pick on a right tackle, and that's that's a fucking huge foul, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we have Yash Nijman was starting at right tackle, and he was doing really well. Like, you can get guys at right tackle. That's not yeah. – left tackle is where you need your top 10 pick, you know? So we've come to the Green Bay Packers at number 13. Can, yeah, and can I point something out that is yes. making me laugh? is that on the draft board as a need for the Packers, the first need is QB. And that was updated today, by the way. That yeah. wasn't there yesterday. Yeah, so I think it's funny because I guess let me run that by you. If Anthony Richardson's available, do you take him? No, no. You okay. give Jordan Love the opportunity. Right. I just had to, um, ask. I had to ask. No, I think it's, it's a good question because somebody asked me today, after the trade yesterday, somebody asked me at work today, would I take C.J. Stroud at 13, not knowing that I fucking don't like C.J. Stroud as a prospect. But they were like, if he falls, I go, I was absolutely not. Because quarterback isn't a need today for us. Um, we have holes, a lot of them. Wide receiver to me is the number one need because a wide receiver room is uh, <laughs> abysmal. With Jackson Smith and Jigba, in my opinion, we now do not pick a wide receiver in the first round. I agree. Um, tight end top 15 pick is an absolute in my opinion foul so those are off the board I mean I was I was uh I was mad at the mocks when we had 15 taking a tight end or two spots ahead I definitely don't think you are are we picking for Green Bay or are you letting the draft pick for Green Bay oh no we're picking okay so we are we sir you and I are on the so I have two Two and a half picks here nope. that I would take. And half a pick. No, because I want – you're the GM. So I'm telling you who my one, two, and two okay. and a half are. And then you're going to tell me, and then we'll pick. All right, you, you go ahead. So my number one at this pick is Miles Murphy, the edge out of Clemson. My number two is Paris Johnson Jr., the tackle. And my two and a half, they're really two A and two B, is Donnell Wright, the tackle out of Tennessee. Yeah, and I and I like him, and he's moved up because, I mean, just a few weeks ago he was considered a second round, most likely a second round pick, uh, and he fits our style, right? He's that guy that can 
They can he can do be both guard tackle both sides. Ideally, he's usually on the right side, and I know what I just said about picking a right tackle, but the fact his versatility is what would I would be okay with if we took him in the first round. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, I'm I'm out of the tight end game. So even though a lot of people have us taking Dalton Kincaid, um, I'm just not big on a tight end. And I mean, a, we we did an episode where we talked about this, right? Like how many tight ends taken in the first round have actually ended up being really good. And outside of Kyle Pitts being a higher, he was like number eight. And he's a different type of guy. I don't see a Kyle Pitts in this draft. I just don't see a reason to take a tight end. So I would be inclined uh, to to take Miles Murphy at the edge out of Clemson. I think that would be a good pick for us, uh, even though it's funny because edge isn't listed as a need. Um, I would also be uh, I would also take a, a tackle, whether it be Johnson or or. Uh, um, Darnell Wright was that his name, right? Yeah. So uh, he was, and, and I'm also I, I kind of like this uh, this this D lineman out of Pittsburgh, but I know so I was that... I'm I'm gonna read you. I'm looking at it now, and I was gonna bring this up before we pick. He's undersized, but he can get to the quarterback. Six foot, two hundred eighty pound, led all interior defenders with a ninety two point four pass rushing grade. He's going to be an outside edge defender on the line so not edge but outside defensive lineman in a 3-4 what did we we just lost uh dean lowry we just lost jared reed so if you're talking about needs this is the number one guy for what we need so my probably he's probably my 1a 1b between him and miles murphy because after reading that more and looking, he, to me, is like, he's not there to fill up the, he's not there to fill the gap and stop the run. He is there to get his ass to the quarterback. We already have a Kenny Clark and we have Devontae Wyatt for the run. Could so you, could you, would you say he reminds you of somebody that we picked early in the same position some years ago? Uh, BJ Raji? A little bit. But Raji was a run stopper. I know, but he but he was versatile. He he could do both. I thought I thought he did. I thought he could maybe. Um, so his true pass rush grade was a ninety two point four. His true run defense grade was an eighty point nine. So let's be honest. He's not the run stopper on the interior, but he's not. Uh, he's not going to get walked over. Yeah. Like eighty point nine is pretty damn good. His win, his pass rush win rate is a twenty two point seven. That's one out of every five snaps he fucking beats his guy. Yeah, that's kind. Of, that's kind of crazy when you hear that. You know what I mean? Because like... so, in comparison, Miles Murphy, his they don't have the same type of uh, analysis, but he's. So here's the reason I would – oh, here he does. His pass rush win rate was a 14.3, and his pass rush grade was a 78. So way under this this cat out of Pittsburgh. So honestly, I'm leaning towards Kalijah Cancy out of Pittsburgh because, like you said, uh, with the exception – so I, I hate the fact that they say edge is in a need because – 
It is because Rashawn Gary is not going to be back immediately. Yeah. Right. But now when Rashawn and you got Inigbari, he showed some flash. I like him. You also edges edges. I feel like there are some pretty good edge guys in the later rounds. There is. So it's a deep. You know what I mean. So if I'm my pick is uh, Canty from Pittsburgh. Yeah, I I think we talked ourselves into it. And like, let's clarify too, if. JSN is there. We, I would have taken JSN, Jackson, uh, Smith, Najigba. I don't, I don't think it would be a debate. You would take him, one hundred percent. He is my number one pick for the Packers this year because of what our wide receiver look room looks like, but also because of his skill set. Yeah, and let's remind <clears throat> folks: defense wins championships. So we're gonna draft Kalija. Can't see, right? Out of Pittsburgh, yep. Of and Pittsburgh. then we're prob- just for everyone listening, we're probably going to speed this up some because we're about 40 minutes in and we're only at pick 13. <laughs> but we aren't going to go into depth in the second round. We're just going to talk Green Bay. But anyways, yep, can't see. Right. So who did so, the Patriots pick at 14? They picked Tyree Wilson. Um, Jets – with the with the our old pick to Dalton Kincaid, I can see that making sense for them. Um, and then Washington took Brian Branch. All right, I will. Is there any? I think here's what we should do. We should talk, talk about, about. Yeah, so let's talk. We'll do three at a time, and then one of us will talk about one of like yeah. just pick one. And I, I forgot to mention there there were no uh, trade offers for our pick at thirteen. It was zero. Nobody. Uh, for those that don't know, the mock draft simulator will also simulate people offering you trades for your pick. Uh, we had no offer, so I didn't bring it up. So, so here's I'm gonna my 30 second comment on the one of those three picks is Brian Branch. Uh, while I do believe he's going to be a good NFL player, I don't think he's a first round prospect. Um, he's listed as a safety, but he really can't play safety in the NFL. So. And this is a guy we were kind of high on before. Before I was before the combine, before his measurables, his tape doesn't lie, but he's an undersized. He's really a slot corner, and uh, we need a safety. So like, and to me, there's really no, there's no uh, home run first round safety. So, anyways, that's my like little comment on those three. Um. Well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, uh, the Dalton Kincaid, obviously, I mean, that, that it's fitting after getting Rodgers. They really don't have a tight end there. They have a bunch of pass catchers in terms of receivers, but, uh, I think, you know, as much as I don't, I would, I wouldn't take a tight end at this position. Uh, I think for them and what they're investing in the fact that you're trading for Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think you, you know, it's, it's a solid pick for them. Um, the next three picks, we have the Steelers taking Bijan Robinson. That's kind of giving up on Najee Harris there already. Um, yeah, I, I think we can skip that pick because I don't yeah. think that's realistic. I thought that would have been a good pick for the Eagles, but that is kind of high for a running back. But um, at 18, you had the Lions with Paris Johnson Jr. I think that's a good pick for them. And then Tampa Bay with Lucas Van Ness, the edge out of Iowa. Who's dropped significantly? He was a top ten prospect ten days ago. 
which is kind of interesting. Eh? So I think my 30-second spiel is the Lions, according to PFF, have a have an intent for this draft so far, right? They sewed up their biggest weakness, which is cornerback. Yep. They avoided the quarterback, and they're now going with a tackle ahead of a quarterback. Although, you know, let's be honest, there's no first-round quarterbacks uh, graded quarterbacks left. But to PFF, they're sticking with golf for another year, but they're sewing up other positions in the fu- for the for the future. So I like the I like the pick at Paris Johnson, and I think it makes sense for what the Lions are doing right now under Dan Campbell. Yeah. And and let's be honest. I mean, the the golf golf was good. He wasn't golf. Old. No, golf was a top like, fifteen. And he's not old. <coughs> no. So if he can be serviceable, it buys them some time, and they can, you know what I mean. Take whereas there used to be a perennial, you know, maybe they take a quarterback. Now they say, hey man, let's let's get some of these other um, spots. Um, the next three picks you have Seattle with. Joey Porter Jr. So that's that's two cornerbacks in the first round. Uh, that's interesting. Um, the Miami Dolphins forfeited their pick, so I'm not counting it. Um, the Chargers take Darnell Wright, tackle out of Tennessee, and the Baltimore Ravens take Jordan Addison, receiver out of USC. So, yeah, my two quick points on this: very, very big. On Darnell Wright, we talked about him, and I think it's really smart for the Chargers because they have a uh, uh, they have a franchise quarterback that takes a lot of hits. Yeah. So a tackle to me here for them is a no brainer. Uh, Addison is a surprise because I don't think he's that talented uh, for a first round pick, but this goes back to what uh, I think the Ravens. Uh, philosophy is today is hey let's get Lamar some weapons so he doesn't leave so it makes sense off of what they need I just don't like the individual they chose yeah and I think I think uh my two cents the Chargers need a cornerback but with Porter um Christian Gonzalez and Witherspoon being gone I don't I don't see a reason to um reach you know what I mean on somebody else but, um, and, I mean, I don't even know who is available out there. So, there, there is a corner that's rated higher than Porter Jr. from Maryland. But oh, that De- um, Deontay Burks. Yeah. But he is uh, he's another one of those guys that doesn't fit an individual position. He's more of a versatile. So, I don't know really. I don't know the Chargers well enough to know if he would fit that scheme. But I think they're similar to what we would want, and that's well. <clears throat> as fans, we don't want the versatility because we want to get back to man coverage. But like what the Jets would do, and, and that doesn't fit his his talent. And we already yeah. talked about picking somebody that's a bad fit is just as it's no worse than not picking, in my opinion. Like, yeah, that's why I think that picking right is, would be a good move for them. Uh, the next three picks, we have uh, Minnesota taking Michael uh, Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame. Uh, Jacksonville taking Quinton Johnston, the receiver from TCU. And then the New York Giants taking Miles Murphy at 25, the edge out of Clemson that we were talking about earlier. Um, 
I think it would be interesting that Minnesota would take a tight end considering they traded for Hawkinson. Um, but I, I guess the for me, the pick, the big pick would be the Giants getting Miles Murphy. I mean, they have uh, what's his name? Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Um, you know what I mean? They're really in the, with that pick, they'd be going to shore up that defense and not taking any swings at some of these receivers because receivers are need for them, but I think, like we were talking about, outside of JSN, the talent level drops, so you might as well wait and, you know, take a run at, at some of these um, maybe, you know, lower-rated guys or maybe guys that just, you know, don't have the exposure that everybody else has. So I, I think that's the good pick out of there. I don't know if you want to talk about anything. No, I don't want to – I think what you said was – like, right on point with – where I was at, I like the Giants taking a defender because that's the strength of their team, and why not make the sh- make the strong stronger? Like, yeah, I didn't I didn't understand. I mean, I, again, this is a mock draft, but a tight end for Minnesota doesn't make sense, and even a receiver for Jacksonville doesn't make sense because they just Calvin Ridley's going to play, and I don't. I mean, I don't see that being a huge need, but I mean, I don't know. The next three picks we got Dallas taking uh, Anton Harrison, a tackle out of Oklahoma. Um, the Buffalo Bills taking Maisie Smith, the D lineman out of Michigan. And the Bengals taking Dewan Jones, the other tackle out of Ohio State. Uh, Bengals need a tackle, not surprised. <clears throat> and then I think my surprise pick from those three is Maisie Jones. I just don't know. I feel like that's a reach. But- Maisie Smith. Maisie Smith, sorry. Um, but the kid yeah, does have upside. That's that's a – Dallas pick makes sense. Bengals the one – the Bengals make sense. The other one doesn't make a ton of sense for me, but at the same time, that kid has the potential to be a star – a really good player in four or five years. I just don't know if it helps you today. Yeah, and then they, they do have uh, listed for the Bengals uh, D lineman as a need. So I guess if you're going to look at it in the Bills, in totality, the Bills, yeah, I'm sorry, the Bills, it, it, I guess it makes sense for them. Um, so who do the Saints, Eagles, and Chiefs? Uh, we got the Saints on the clock taking Deontay Banks, cornerback for Maryland. Eagles take Zay Flowers. That doesn't. They took Jackson Smith and Jigba. We can just move on from that one. But <laughs> And then the Chiefs taking Osiris Torrance. He's a guard out of Florida. I mean, alignment with them makes sense no matter what because you got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, I, I have nothing to say on these. Yeah. And then let's speed it up um, to pick 42. Pick 42. Here we go. You can say them as their pick so I can select them on my end. All right. Wow, Darnell Washington is off the board. Uh, All right, so let's – Off the board. So when it gets to 42, just we'll go 32 down, and you'll just say them, Steelers pick this, and then I'll select them so that we're just looking at the same thing. All right. I'll wait till we are on the clock. We are now on the clock um, at 42. So picked ahead, you have – Darnell Washington to the Steelers. Okay. Will McDonald to the Texans, which works okay. since they passed. 
Uh, Brian Breesey, the D lineman out of Clemson, going to Arizona. Um, Cam Smith, cornerback out of South Carolina, going to the Colts. Uh, John Michael Schmitz, the center out of Minnesota, going to the Rams. Uh, <laughs> Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback out of Mississippi State, going to Seattle. That is now three cornerbacks they've taken. This month is really fucking up. Uh, the Raiders taking Drew Sanders, a linebacker. Uh, Carolina taking Jack Campbell, linebacker out of Iowa. Uh, Saints taking Felix and Udiki Uzuma. I like that kid. Edge out of Kansas State, yeah. And then, surprising, the Tennessee Titans taking uh, Jameer Gibbs, running back from Alabama. Yeah, unless they trade Henry yet, that's not happening. Yeah. So we're at 42. We do have two trade offers. Uh, New England is one wanting to trade. They have number 46. And the Raiders are wanting to trade. But their next pick is until pick 70, so... They can fuck off. So I wouldn't trade this pick for 46 because it's going to be 46 and 107. I have the same trade offer. I don't like okay. it. Uh, we would move back four spots, and then we would get a fourth rounder. And I'm not a huge fan of that. Uh, although I'm not a huge fan of who's available. Um, <clears throat> I'm not. So we took the defensive lineman in the first round. Yes. The number one rated player left on the board is Josh Downs, and I'm not a fan of his skill set. Um, mainly, he's a slot guy, and I think Dobbs kind of fills that role, um, okay. which I could be wrong on. Nathaniel yeah, I mean, Dell. I'm not hot on, on receiver in the draft this early. I, I don't know. Unless you're getting JSN, I'm not huge on, on anybody. So, really – I'll tell you who I'm looking at. I'm looking at uh, Sam Laporta, tight end out of Iowa. Um, Luke Musgrave, tight end out of Oregon State. And this, I don't know. Um, well, I, didn't, uh, I guess we don't need that. We took a D lineman. Um, Keanu Benton has been on my radar yeah, I don't know, man. And I mean, so Jackson. my number one at this pick is probably between BJ Ojulari, okay, the edge out of Northwestern. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know how to say his name. And there's a lot of guys I like. I just don't know if I like them at 42. I don't dislike your tight end. At 45. Yeah, so I don't. I don't mind going back to back with Sam Laporta. I like Sam Laporta more than I like Luke Musgrave. I like the size. What What about uh, <laughs> this? Might be an out there pick, but Cody Motch, the so that was North Dakota State. <clears throat> So I was going to bring him up. Um, I like it, actually. I just don't know. He's going to move out of tackle. And here's what I actually – here's why we would draft him. He's going to be an interior lineman in the NFL based off of just his skill set. He's more of a pass uh, run 
blocker instead of a pass blocker. But our center is not good. Like, we missed on that. And we missed bad because the center for the Kansas City Chiefs who was taken after the center out of Ohio State is 10 times better. So I don't mind Cody Mock here because you're getting a versatile offensive lineman. What about um, the center out of Ohio State now, Luke Whitworth? Uh, I don't want to take a center. I want to take somebody who's going to be able to take one of those interior lineman positions but can be prepped for center. So I kind of like Cody Mark here because one of those two tight ends is still going to be available at 45, in my opinion. All right. So is that the consensus? We're going to go with Cody Mark. Let's go with Cody Mark. I don't even know how to say his name, but he he looks funny. Probably he like, fits the bill. He looks like a dude from Wisconsin. So like, he, and he's out of a small school, and let's be honest, fucking Goody loves these small school kids. All right, well, we're going to take a tackle out of North Dakota State. Cody, All right. Mach, Mach, whatever. He's on All right, team. so who do the Jets take at 43? Jets, Jets are taking Steve Avila, Avila the, probably, the guard from TCU, Jalen Hyatt uh, at 44, to Atlanta. Yeah, I kind of liked him, but... Me too. Uh, we do have a trade offer from Washington. Uh, pick 47, so two spots back. I don't know. What, does it tell you what else they offer? Because it just... On my no, head, you'd have to... No, you have to, like, do it, and then it's, it's kind of... It's not the greatest, but... Hugh, I think we're going... I, I would go with that tight end now. Um, Laporta, Luke Musgrave is much bigger. Yeah, um, I also like that that tight end that's slated at uh, you know farther down, the guy from Old Dominion. But I like he, him. He's the most like maybe a project, but I like the most out of who's left. I wouldn't mind taking him at like one sixteen. And taking a tight end now, because let's be honest, we don't have a tight end on the well, roster right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's so, like, I like Sam Laporta because his tools are more refined and polished. Um, and then I don't mind the dude from Old Dominion if he's still available in the fourth round. All right. So, we'll go Sam Laporta, tight end. Let's go. All right. Pick his in. All, all right. right. So, our next – all right. So, I don't want to – Oh. Interesting. Wait, go ahead. How do you want to do this? So now we're getting out of the second round. Let's just jump to the third round, and then we'll have you flip your camera, and we'll pick together for the next – I think there's three picks left for the Packers. Uh, 78, and then 116. So there's two left. Um, so whenever you get to 78, we'll just talk about it, and then we will uh, – I'm just literally going to fucking mock this one through. All right. <laughs> I'm laughing because the Patriots took Hendon Hooker. All right. So here we go into the third round. And I'll flip this so that you can see what's going on. Can you tell me if you can see? Yeah, I can. This is the guy I want right there. Sidney Brown? Yeah. So I don't mind him. He's not great. He, he's he got a pretty – he wasn't graded very well. 
No. Um, I last something about him that they said that he's the reason that he would be a good fit is that he's a uh, like he's a physical guy and he he would be a, probably a better tackler. Here's where I think this is. I think you're on point with why why we're gonna pick him here. He's the best athlete at the position in this entire draft. He can't tackle for shit. That's weird. Um, the thing I read, they said he's real physical, so I was like, oh. He picked off six passes. He broke up six passes. He's played 3,168 snaps at safety. He's extremely experienced. <clears throat> he's a deep safety, and he's got really good coverage. And so that's another, I, that's another position that we need is safety. We don't really have much. So the safety I would prefer in this position, but he's not the same type of safety, is Jordan Battle. Jordan Battle. Um, problem is he lacks speed. So I'm good with either one of those two, if I'm being honest. Um Looking at the draft board, the only thing we're missing, in my opinion, is the edge guy, but I don't see it as a big of a need as safety. Well, at, no, at this... I mean, you think, you think in terms of pass rush, at least we address pass rush, maybe not edge specifically, but you know what I mean? We, yeah. We got the D lineman that's, a, that's awesome in the pass rush. So I feel like that pick kind of gave us, you know what I mean, some flexibility with wanting to go after um, – an edge guy, because I mean, even looking at the edge guys available. Uh, show me again, yeah. Show me again, just from the top down, who's available. So, uh, so out of who's available, my one is my personal one is probably Jordan Battle, and then my two is that safe. So that two, that safety out of Illinois, I took in multiple mocks on my own. Like I yeah. do like him, Sidney Brown. I just I worry, like our safeties historically have just been bad tacklers <laughs> drafting a safety who's a bad tackler is like the definition of insanity to me yeah well what about this guy anthony johnson he's a safety out of iowa state <clears throat> is that a reach uh i mean if you need a safety i mean our next so still he's only to- switched from corner to say he's only played safety one year Oh, is that what that said? Where and he's 23 years old. Hmm. <clears throat> so he had, I mean, he has the tools. He just. He's been pretty consistent throughout his career. That's what I was looking at. It seemed like he was consistent. The thing that I liked about um, Sidney Brown is that he has um, improved every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, he, yeah. He's rated as a 52 probably his freshman year, then a 65.3, and then a 78.4, you know. and So here's where I think I'm on board with Sidney Brown. His forced incompletion rate is almost 10% higher than anyone else. His missed tackle rate is still a little high, 5% higher. Do you, do you think, though, is that something you can teach? I think you can. Yeah, I think you can. I don't think you can teach instincts. And his grades, I mean, he's got a better coverage grade, a better run defense grade, his average depth, like, 
yeah, I think I think we're doing the right thing by by picking Sidney Brown. Yeah, I mean it's a need, right? I mean, it's an extremely high need because yeah. otherwise we're gonna have to move someone out like Russell Douglas or and, and and now we're just weakening the cornerback spot, which that actually brings up a good topic. If we go cornerback in the top three rounds, you gotta assume that's because we're moving one of those corners to safety. To safety, yeah, yeah. I would I would agree with that. I would. But say. in our current state, I like Sidney Brown because we need a safety, and we haven't. We don't know if that's the plan to move like a Rasul Douglas to safety, and if that. And who knows? Maybe Darnell Savage is the guy they have. They still have trust in, and here they go with a, a defensive edge rusher, or a linebacker, or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be very. It's difficult to pick outside of the first second round because you don't know what their plan is for the guys on the roster. Darnell Savage, with the exception of last year, has been a a good enough safety, in my opinion. Yeah, I, if I would they, agree. He was definitely serviceable. You know what I mean? I mean, he, maybe this is a one-off year for him, or you know what I mean? Maybe. But even bringing back Donnell Savage, that's still just him and Rudy Ford. Yeah, I still think we need a safety. Yeah. So I like Sidney Brown here. I think he's a potential starter and someone that can stick around. Yeah, I agree. And again, the need. You know what I mean? You got to address the needs. You can't just let shit go, especially when you get into these other, you know what I mean? These later rounds, you, you got to start addressing because the talent drop off, the potential to get a gem is, you know, it's becomes a lot harder to find, you know what I mean? So sometimes I think at these picks, you know, you, you stick with your need, but now here we are at 116. We've drafted a D lineman. We've drafted a tight end. We've drafted a safety, and we've drafted a uh, tackle that probably will play guard. So what do you think is the need? Not even – I'm going to put the camera down so that you can't see who's available, even though you might have a good idea on your own phone. But No, I was doing individual, so I'm, like, way fucked up. So who who do you – like, who do you think – I mean, what position do you think is a position to go for so we kind of talked about it earlier when we picked uh, Sam Laporta. If that tight end out of Old Dominion, Zach Kuntz, is there at possibly four, I don't know if we want to reach to five. I like it. He is a small school, big six seven, wonderful athlete, crazy athlete, and he's going to be a work in progress. But we don't need him with picking Zach La- uh, Sam Laporta to be a day one starter. Yeah. Um. Well, and I think tight end is that big of a need. But we haven't addressed wide receiver. So if I'm going to – like if we're now looking in the fourth round and we're looking at we need to hit on somebody, I'm looking at wide receiver. And I don't know who you got there, but I'm looking at somebody who's got a little bit of size but maybe a little twitchy. So I'm looking at maybe a 5'11", foot guy. And the only one that really hits that for me is Xavier Hutchinson. Um, but he's not – he's rated 148. So, like, that might be available come round five. Well, so, I say that that tight end is ranked 160. And that's – yeah. So, he's possibly going to be there way later. 
So at this point, I mean, needs-wise, I think wide receivers one, tight end still is two. What about Nate, uh, to go back to the receiver, Trey Palmer? So he's not available on mine. I'd have to go see who picked him and look at. Well, let me see. Is he available on mine? God damn it. Um, Six foot, 192. Trey Palmer. Yeah, so he was selected. Let me go look at his. It says he's more of a speed guy, so I don't know. Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, no, I actually like. I mean, he had a huge jump in terms of his overall grade for the from his last two seasons. So this is kind of the guy I'm just explained, like not super short. So he's not going to die in the slot. He is fit for the slot speed, but he can, he can figure out a, a, a route tree. So I would say I'm comfortable with that receiver. Like I would like that wide receiver. I mean, he's ranked Um, pretty high in terms of his receiving grade and, his yards per route run, um, you know, he's is at like, is at Perry still there for you? Um, I don't see him. Nope. No, and I like. Speaking, and now that we're talking about receivers, and this will obviously come later in the draft, I do like uh, Jake Bobo, man, from UCLA. Do you know who he is? No, white, Jake white, Bobo, yeah. White dude, but he reminded me of, like, Jordy. Like, he was always open when you needed him to. He was sure-handed, but, I, I mean, I think he lacks, like, the speed and and that kind of stuff. But I don't know, man. I, I think, uh, I mean, he's got a great receiving grade. He's got a so good for no reason, catch rate. He's dropped over the last uh, three months for I have no idea why. Um I mean, is it is it because he's six four, two oh six? But maybe he he's fits slow. Our, yeah, but he fits what we pick. I could see him getting picked in the fifth or the sixth. It's definitely a guy that now that you've brought him up, I'm going to be watching. Uh, you know, this weekend to see kind of what happens with him. Um, I, I like the pick out of Nebraska. Um, I think we need to address wide receiver in the first four rounds, one way or another. And that's going to shake out on what happens with JSN. <clears throat> so yeah. I'd say to wrap up the actual mock draft, let's take him. Okay. And then to point out that uh, of, of the guys available here, we do have uh, linebacker is a need, and you have Ivan Pace Jr. from Cincinnati. He's out there. Um, you got some cornerbacks out there: Riley Moss from, from Iowa. Uh, Eli Ricks from Alabama. But I think I, I'm going to be honest. Like if you don't address wide receiver in the first four rounds, we're doing a disservice to, uh, to Jordan love. Like we need right. to give him something else. Yeah, I, I mean, right I, now we have three guys on the roster. Let's be honest. Right. We yeah. have three rookies from last year. So they got to fill that spot somewhere. And linebacker is much less of a need in my opinion. Not that I'm discounting like your take on it. I just don't, no, I know. I just wanted to talk about it because it is listed as a as a position of need. I don't but know I, if it's I as big of a need him. as now. I like Henley in the first forty five picks if he's there, but again, I just don't see linebacker being a, a huge need as opposed to tight end, wide receiver, tackle, 
and and uh, defensive. Yeah. Lusher, if you will. Yeah. No, I'm cool with the pick. There's some interesting guys that are available that I just want to bring up because I want and, I want to just juice juice Scruggs, uh, center out of Penn State. He's moved up pretty high compared to. I mean, he was. Ranked in the 200s, I believe, a few months ago. Juice. Ranked 138. He's a center, but they're they're saying that he's got, like, he's an intriguing prospect because of, um, some like you know what I mean, his size and his uh, he's six three, three oh one, playing center, and he's they say he's pretty uh he's pretty versatile. It says he does a zone scheme, uh, zone scheme lineman, so. Which is what we do, so... Yeah, so just... I mean, it's obviously, if, you know, like, we took Cody Motch or whatever, if had we not taken him, I would probably push for one of these guys because there's also the center from Michigan that's supposed to be pretty good. I mean, his... Uh, I, I can't pronounce his name. His Alu Watimi. I can't pronounce either of his not names. Yeah, but uh, he's got some pretty pretty good uh, grades here. And, I mean, he went to Michigan. He's their center. So, you know he played against some pretty decent competition. But um, I'm, I'm good with the Trey, with the Trey Palmer uh, receiver pick. Uh, I just wanted to bring some of these guys up um, just as guys maybe to watch for us to take in the draft if the draft doesn't go the way exactly how we're, you know, it's going. Yeah, it, and it's not, let's be honest. But I would say what I do want to chat about briefly before we wrap this up, and I'm super excited to see what happens Thursday and Friday is talking specifically Thursday and Friday. We have three picks today and let's, let's not talk hypotheticals in trade uh, speak, right? Yeah. With 13, 42 and 45, what are the three? And I know we just went through it, but theoretically that didn't fall the way you and I would have liked with Jackson Smith and Jigba getting taken at 10, right? Yeah, because I think we both like going back to kind of what we did with the Bucks um, playoff expectations slash wants, not expectations, but wants. If you have to pick the three positions of need or that you want us to draft at, no matter the name, like let's take the name out at 13, 42 and 45, not specifically. What are those three positions and, and do they overlap? Um, for me, it's hard because I want to say receiver, but it's only that one receiver that I want uh, in terms of those first uh, three picks. So I might have to pull a, I might have to pull a Ryan and say a one A and one B. Yeah, I'm not gonna like. I don't even need you to rank them. Like my number one position that we better take in the first three rounds. Like just what are three positions? If we're gonna address them, we take at those first three picks. I would say. I would say tight end. Um, I want to say edge, but I mean, there's D. I I'm gonna say D lineman because we're we are. You know what I mean? That is. No, I don't know. I'll say edge. I'll, I'll edge, tight end, and uh, offensive line. Okay, so I I don't dis I don't disagree really with your three at all. Uh, I would be happy if we went that way, but I think tight ends pretty deep. And if we're going to go tight end in the first three, I want us to go tight end late as well. 
So like, I almost want to double up on tight end. So tight end is in my need. I'm big right now. I think on giving Jordan as much help as we can. So I'm going tight end wide receiver and offensive line, but I wouldn't, I, I, I'm actually going to go back on how I felt all off season after talking with you about the defensive line. I want to go defensive line before edge. And somebody, I think, what's that? I think it's a bigger need. Yeah, not according to the experts, right? And I I fucking, uh, for those of you that can't see me, I gave you the the experts. Like, I I just don't, (laughs) the air quotes. But I think the reason I feel that way is, I don't know, you and I both have the same mindset that if you have a solid defensive line, you can almost have lesser quality players at the edge because those defensive linemen get so much attention that you're now having one-on-ones on the outside and you don't need two Rashawn Gary's, you know yeah. what I mean? So well, like, and, and I think, I think if you look at our, our defensive play last year or, you know, in the last few years, we haven't had that. I mean, we've been relying on guys like Dean Lowry and uh, who is Tyler Lancaster you know what I mean? That puts a lot of pressure on your edge. So then on you your keep, edge, you, and then you know keeps I mean? so and then it, that that's where we keep. That's why we keep saying, well, edge is important. Or edge is a need because it hasn't played up to the standard that we need it to. Well, maybe it has, and that's and that's what I was getting at. The D yeah. line, like what you're saying, I'm co-signing. The D line makes it easier for your edge. So. Enik Bari could be a good player for us because we don't need him. And you know what I mean? It, it, so say we have uh, uh, Kalijah, right? Uh, and and he does what he's been doing in college and he becomes that, you know, help in the pass rush. A guy like Enik Bari could have a stellar year. because Exactly. The, 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 we saw Brad Jones have unbelievable. We've had edge rushers. Yeah. No name edge rushers have really big years. Because we had guys in the inside that, that ate up those blocks. And I, I long for the day that you have Kenny Clark on one end, Devontae Wyatt in the middle, and name the guy on the other end, you know, that's taking yeah. up and, and disrupting. And, and it could be that guy out of Pittsburgh. Like, I'm more sold on the guy out of Pittsburgh out of this mock draft that I did with you than I was in the well, probably of any player. I mean, because, I'll be honest, this is the first time I even thought about taking that guy. But I think us going defensive interior changes the complexion of our needs. Because I then think Darnell Savage can be an adequate safety because he's not needing to cover for seven seconds. Well, and like, that's the thing, too. Yeah, we, we didn't talk about that. But the, the fact that... You know what I mean? We weren't getting – we didn't get pressure on the quarterback. I didn't, I didn't Especially get, after Gary left. Yeah. Like, and when was, Gary went down, it was, down, it was abysmal. Yeah. So, so, you can't expect your secondary to be – because because once a route is over, right, it's a free-for-all. Then there is no schematic, right? You, you like, you got to follow this fucking guy, you know, or you get lost. You're like, oh, I'm playing zone, but zone only works for – you know what I mean – you can't give the guy, the quarterback all day to throw because somebody you're going to find yourself in between or outside of the zone. You know what I'm saying? So, like, having a better pass rush 
having better off uh, defensive line helps the secondary and helping the defense also helps Jordan Love. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. I think I'm sold on defensive linemen in that first 45 picks for sure. If it's a guy that can come in and we, we can't afford any more pros like uh, work in progresses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We so I think can come in and play right now. And if it's the guy who's a flash in the pan, like the dude out of Pittsburgh, who's going to make a play once out of every five plays, it's better than the guy who's going to make a play that's going to be consistent. I, I don't, I don't think, cause we have consistency at defensive line, right? Let's yeah. be honest. Like our defensive line is somewhat consistent. They're not with the exception of Kenny Clark. They don't make plays. And that kid out of Pittsburgh has the ability to make like splash plays. Yeah. And I think that's why I compared him to Raji because I felt like Raji made splash plays. Yeah, I agree. It wasn't just the guy behind the scenes where you're like, wow, we don't talk about him enough, but Raji's really doing great. We were talking about him. They were talking about him. Like, Raji was a force. He wasn't a push, you know what I mean? Like, some guy just behind the scenes guy. He was he was in the front. So I I think that's where I get my comparison from. But it's funny, guy. Never would I I never thought about picking this guy until we had this discussion today. Again, it's a moot point if JSN's there at foot at thirteen. Like we're moving. Like you got to take the best player available. And to me, at thirteen, with kind of how I assume it's going to go, you got to go take JSN. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. That's the the one time I'll say, you know, Packers should take a receiver in the first round. You know, this is I think this is the guy because outside of that, and with that being such a high need, the talent drop off is. And again, who you know, what I mean, you never know. You can find, you can find guys. This Trey Palmer guy could be the next guy. Uh, That's anybody, you know what I mean. You never like, know, but yeah, like you said at the beginning, it's a gamble. But I'm re- I, I'm betting. I'd rather bet on the guy who's shown it at a power five school yeah, and has shown it against really good def- defensive play in, in college. So like, again, my one is Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think I've talked myself into my two being this cat out of Pittsburgh or Jalen Carter, if he drops or somebody that's going to help that defensive line. And then my three is probably that edge rusher. And if, if, I mean, we, we, we could be singing a different tune, if come, you know, Friday, we wake up and Peter Skronsky was there at 13 and we took him, right? Like, okay, oh, yeah, I got I would, it. I, I would totally be, com- I would be good with that too. I just, the, the one thing I don't want to see. Is a tight end. You'll agree is the tight end. I don't want Absolutely to see, not. I don't want to see Kincaid. I don't want to see Mayer. Not at 13 because I think that, that that's a reach. I mean, these, Kyle Pitts was a different guy. I don't see these guys as being Kyle Pitts because Kyle Pitts, if, if actually Kyle Pitts was in this draft, I would say, yeah, 13, I'm cool with that tight end. But he's not, you know what I mean? He's, he's a different, a different kind of guy. He's just like having a, a you know what I mean? A, a legit receiver. I was going to say he's, he's almost more of a receiver just with tight end uh, size. Yeah. Than... So I don't see any of those guys. And the injuries are obviously always concerning. You know what I mean? The guys that have been injured, Musgrave was injured, uh, Kincaid's injured, and you know, I mean, again, it's. I just game, think but... 
generally, I believe that tight ends in the first round are a wasted pick. They just don't pan out. Um, And tight end isn't a position. How often do you get a Travis Kelsey? It doesn't happen. I just don't think tight ends a position that's that important until you have a Travis Kelsey or something like that. But those guys don't like they don't just fall from the sky and, and land in your lap at 13. You have a I personally think at tight end you have a better chance of landing a Kelsey or a Gronk or something to that extent in the fourth, the third and the fourth. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like those guys are talented. You just really haven't gotten the opportunity. Well, yeah, because I mean, not a lot of teams use a tight end that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think and there, there was talks about a guy from I think he's from Florida or Miami, Mallory, Will Mallory, and he's he's ranked you know like he'll be taken in the later rounds but they were saying even a guy like him because he was not utilized in his offense so you really don't know what you're getting um but you know and that's why i i don't i i don't mind taking a chance on a coons or even this will mallory guy or whatever because so yeah i'm gonna tell you now my number one tight end is donnell washington if we take him at 42 because he's there i'm i'm ecstatic um but any other tight end, and I know we took Sam Laporta at 45, but I wasn't really happy with, like, I didn't really want to take, because I would have rather yeah, waited for we that. Had we had to, yeah. <laughs> just the situation we were in. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for Thursday. See see how this goes. Uh, obviously, pulling for JSN, but... Outside of that, just actually, I'd rather pull more for no tight end if I had to pull for anything. Um, yep, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent. I'm co-signing that till. Yeah, I mean, how, how I don't even want to speak it into existence, bro. Like, because I just feel like sometimes Packers do Packer things, and taking a tight end at thirteen almost seems like a Packer thing to do. Um, but I just hope we don't do that. I, I'm really hoping JSN is there. I really think that's that'd be huge for us. Yeah, I'm hoping this Pittsburgh cat, if JSN's gone, is as high. Is I hope they're thinking how we're thinking because I, I just don't. I I think I'm more on the Pittsburgh cat, and I'm saying it that way because his name is difficult to say. <laughs> then I am. I'm I'm hoping for that more because I don't want a tight end so bad. Like yeah, yeah. like don't get. Fucking don't don't get bamboozled. Um, yeah. Again, like you said, you, I think the chances of hitting on a tight end later are higher than hitting on a a, a receiver or a defensive lineman like that. You know what I mean? To this standard. Again, gamble. The draft is a fucking gamble. The guy looks good on paper. He looks good on tape. Gets to the NFL and he's not good. It just happens. But I just I don't want a tight end at thirteen. Nope, and we will definitely chat about this next week. So for sure, man, for sure. I appreciate it. That was this. I love this episode because these are fun to do. So yeah, for sure, man. Uh, you know, obviously we don't get to do it too much. Bucks don't even have picks really, so we can't do a <laughs> draft for the Bucks. Um, but yeah, man, uh, this was good. Good time. Um, I'm going to be doing mocks probably all day tomorrow instead of working uh, just in, in anticipation on Thursday. But, I mean, as always, man, 
Nice chopping it up with you. I For sure. You, you got kids and shit. All right, brother. I'll holler at you, bro. Peace. Peace.